0: Good morning. Welcome. As we prepare to reflect on the words from scripture that we've heard, let's keep an Advent, Advent discipline of waiting in silence on the Lord for just a few moments as we prepare to reflect on his word together. When I was reflecting on the word conception as I prepared for this morning I had in my mind the mustard seed and the experience of Jesus' disciples later in Matthew's Gospel in chapter 17 where the disciples encounter a demon possessed boy and they come to Jesus as their rabbi wondering why they were not able to command the demon out of the boy. So if you have your Bibles open turn with me to Matthew chapter 17 and verse 19. Afterwards, the disciples came to Jesus privately and asked, Why couldn't we drive it out? Because you have so little faith, he answered. For truly, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And I think of this passage because ideas... Or life forms at the point of conception are so small, so tiny. But despite their size, they are significant. The disciples were challenged on the extent of their faith. And they were challenged that if we speak from a position of faith, then we can do incredible things in Jesus' name. We can can pray prayers of healing um, into people's lives. And the scale of the faith required, Jesus tells us, is as tiny as a mustard seed. And this morning, we're looking um, at the season of Advent. We're beginning our journey through um, this season. And over the next three Sundays, we'll look at how God planted something within the prophets that came to be in Jesus Christ. And we'll do this by exploring how these prophecies played out in the conception, the birth and the early ministry of Jesus. And each week we'll see Matthew's repeated use of the phrase, so was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet, which occurs, well actually you tell me, how many times do you think the phrase, so was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet? There's your challenge for the week, take it away and come back and tell me how many times you think that phrase appears. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus is not just God in man revealed. The way he's born, what he's called, and the way he reveals the kingdom are all the fulfillment of prophecies, words spoken and clung on to for generations of believers. I remember going to Hinchinbrook Hospital for early pregnancy scans. And I remember looking at the pictures on the screen of this tiny life form that was to become Izzy. And at the time of sitting there in the sonographer's room, I was a mess of anxiety, excitement, hope and expectation as I looked forward to the birth of Izzy. The only disappointment with the process was the word zygote, that tiny cell which grows and develops into a human being. Surely science could have done us A bigger favour than um, such a uh, a clinical term for something so significant. Conception of a life form or an idea might be tiny but don't underestimate its significance. So let's turn back to Matthew chapter 1 and explore how God might use this passage of scripture to speak into our lives. In verse 18 we read, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So notice how Matthew records that Jesus is the son of Mary. And later on in our passage in verse 25, Joseph names Jesus. So we have a sense of Jesus' earthly heritage. Yet Jesus was conceived not of a human act, but by the holy spirit and there are four points that i want to draw out of this reality that jesus was god's son born of mary and joseph yet conceived of the holy spirit the first point is this is what this happened in fulfillment of prophecy we are told that all this happened to fulfill what the lord had spoken to the prophet Isaiah records the Lord speaking to Ahaz and inviting King Ahaz to ask the Lord for a sign. And in Isaiah chapter 7 we read of Ahaz's response. I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. Now there's an important point here. Because Ahaz's words might in your minds find parallel to the words of Jesus when he was being tempted to jump off the temple and let angels catch him. Only here Ahaz is being invited to seek out signs by someone speaking on the Lord's behalf in the prophet Isaiah. In the temptation of Jesus, the one inviting Jesus to put his father to the test was Satan, the devil himself. Prophetic words, whether in scripture or encouragements from others, come from God and seek to help us grow into the fullness of God's plan and purpose for our lives. And we have experience of this too. We might not use the language of prophecy or even ascribe our experiences to the Lord, though I believe we should, but how many of us have used the phrase pushing the door or testing the waters (coughs) in relation to a new job or a major life decision that we're being encouraged um, to pursue. The Lord sends signs to encourage us and to glorify Himself. And from today's reflections, you may wish to have a heightened awareness of the comments made by others that speak encouragement into your lives. And without seeking to offer a talk within a talk, you might ask the question well, how do I know if someone is speaking something from the Lord or just themselves? I think there are some worse benchmarks um, that allow you to check what's being said to you um, than the fruits of the Spirit. So, if you want to check what um, you're being told and, and discern whether it comes from the heart of the Lord for your life, then consult with the fruits of the Spirit. Does that word given to you speak love? joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness and self-control into your life. Because if it speaks something which is destructive or fails to affirm you or encourage you, if it speaks something into your life that is unconstructively critical, then it's probably not from the Lord. The other thing to take away is the invitation of the Lord to ask for signs, just as Isaiah prompted Ahaz to invite the Lord to send a sign into his his life. God wants you to follow his plan and purpose for his life. God wants you to know the depths of his love and mercy. He wants to show you prophetic signs um, of these things in your life. So just as much as you pray, just as much as you read the scriptures, just as much as you have fellowship with other Christians in the church, so too we're encouraged to ask the Lord to send signs that speak into our lives. And Isaiah in Isaiah 7 verse 14 then tells King Ahaz of Judah, This will be your sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him. Emmanuel, what a glorious sign that God would send his only son to be with his people. So the first point is that these things happened, the conception of Christ happened in fulfilment of prophecy. Second point, that it happened in the line of David. The opening of Matthew chapter 1 tells us that Jesus the Messiah stands in the line of David. Fourteen generations on, admittedly, but in the house and line of King David. And this is significant as we think about prophecy and the conception of Jesus. So we need to go quickly back to 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verses 12 to 17. If you want to look them up in your Bibles, that's 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verses 12 to 17. This is a passage we explored before the summer, In our journey through the Old Testament, it sees the Lord speaking to David through the prophet Nathan about his legacy, but also contains a prophecy which is both short and long term. In the short term, Nathan tells the Lord, uh, Nathan tells um, David even, that the Lord will use his son Solomon to build the temple where the Lord's name will dwell. But the longer term prophecy we read of is in verse 16. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. And 14 generations on, there is a new king from David's line. And it's Jesus, the Messiah King. Prophecy fulfilled, a new king for all peoples. And we'll be exploring more of Jesus as the Messiah King next week. But for now, I want to draw out a practical point for us. Nathan spoke prophetically to David, but the prophecy was only fulfilled 14 generations later. So hold on to Jesus in relation to your waiting for answers to prayer, prayed in faith. Hold on to Jesus in the waiting for words of knowledge and encouragement for prophetic words that were spoken in your life to be fulfilled. David was long dead by the time his prophecy was fulfilled. Hold on to Jesus for he is faithful. Our third point is that God works through our human experiences. And we read in verse 20 of Matthew chapter 1, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So let's come full circle where we started. Jesus is the Son of God, conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of Mary, However, for our journey to move beyond um, his conception and to look at how the prophecy was fulfilled in the birth of Christ, we need to recognise that Mary gave birth to Jesus, that Jesus is the Son of God, became human through the same human experience of pregnancy and birth that brought you and I into the world isn't that just an incredible thought, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, entered humanity, became human and took on flesh in the same way that you and I were born? God works through our human experiences I do believe in a God who is powerful enough to part the waters of the sea and to open the heavens. But I also believe that we most fully see God at work when we recognise that he is doing supernatural things in our everyday lives through our daily human experiences. And so the thing for us to do this morning is to accept that God seeks to work and reveal himself to us and through us to others in the normal experiences of our lives. So in your offices, in your gyms, in your homes, in your social settings, wherever you find yourself day to day, God is seeking to use you in a supernatural way throughout those experiences. Our task is to be obedient. Our task is to say, Lord, wherever I might go today, whoever I might speak to, would you give me the courage to be for you in those places? Would you give me the courage to speak your truth, your love, your mercy into the lives of those I encounter? And through my words, and through your speaking through me, and through others speaking encouragement and words into my life, may I know your glory, and may you be glorified. In Jesus' name, Amen.